0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel Uh, and this one today uh, it's time for my personal favorite part uh, of the Call of Duty season in a way apart from like champs uh, roster mania is one of my favorite times of the year Uh, it's kind of funny because it's not even gameplay at all which you'd think would be the favorite part Uh, but the offseason brings so many crazy rumors and stories and what ifs and hearing all these rosters and kind of fantasizing about what this roster could do and this roster could do is like one of the most exciting parts of the year to me um i love it so now that we have almost all the rosters rumored even one confirmed uh it's kind of time to discuss that but before we get into any news uh, or roster leaks kyle how you doing today
1: oh i'm doing fantastic today um i just really excited to talk about these rosters i feel like uh you know there's a lot of uh a lot of great ones here um i don't really know if there's many weak ones to be honest uh i know i know (laughs) so so yeah i mean this this will be my uh my second full roster mania as being like a full-fledged uh competitive cod fan but you know so uh still kind of getting used to the the swing of things and the leaks and everything but uh i'm i'm excited
0: yeah, 100%. I'm super excited too. Um, one other quick plug before we get started. This episode may be on Spotify. Kyle and I are currently kind of in the works um, of getting the whole Anchor thing set up and getting it on Spotify with the, the right audio files and stuff. So if you're listening on Spotify, uh, welcome in. Um, this obviously isn't our first episode ever recording, but it could be the first one uh, on Spotify. So uh, Kyle and I are just two um CDL fans, no affiliation with the league, but we like to make uh, podcasts giving our opinions on matches, uh, rosters, and everything uh, around the CDL. So uh, drop a follow if you're on there, as well as if uh, if you're on YouTube, um, subscribe to the channel. We're always releasing a bunch of CDL content, um, but enough plugs, uh, enough intro, time to get right into some news. Uh, we're going to kick it off with just a couple little news pieces um, before we get into the whole, uh, the whole episode is going to be spent talking rosters. Uh, and where we think they could go, um, because that's the important thing here. Um, But we'll just spend a couple minutes here on some news. Uh, First piece, Krim on the flank, kind of talking to Zuma, opening up a little bit. Uh, That's why we love Krim. He's always transparent, and he's funny when he does it. Um, But he kind of talked about a little more serious topics. Um, Obviously, a bunch of people on Twitter and stuff are talking about the whole wedding thing. We decided we're not going to get into that, because that's that's personal business. We don't really um, know enough about their personal lives to speculate on anything like that. but he did mention something about the Dallas roster. Uh, somebody on Reddit said something to like him that was like, there's no way that Shotzi and uh, Illy both wanted him dropped after winning a championship and stuff together. And he just commented, LOL. Kind of making it seem like Shotzi and Illy kind of pushed him out instead of the merger being the full reason that he may be off the team. It sounds like even if the merger didn't happen, maybe they wanted him off. Uh, so I guess, Kyle, your thoughts on... Um, maybe Krim having another bad relationship with former teammates which uh kind of seems to be the trend um after his last few teams
1: yeah um with everything that Krim says uh ever you have to take it with a big grain (laughs) of salt and you know part of me could see possibly like the clay departure um maybe the team didn't react too well to his style and i guess we've heard that uh you know Rambo can kind of be more of like the the heavy handed hard fisted kind of coach mm-hmm. um and so maybe clay had more to do with like the whole team chemistry, and then finally you know maybe they went to management or whatever and said you know we we it's it's either Krim or us and maybe they sided with krim um otherwise it seems like he probably was going to be the odd man out in the merger anyway. Uh, I don't yep. know if, I don't know if Scump and him could really ever bury the hatchet fully. I feel like there's always a little piece of it sticking out of the dirt, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Um, so, you know, there's, there's two sides to that coin. Um, but those are just my impressions. Uh, what, what about you? What do you think?
0: I think like, it's almost like something we see in, Uh, like sports as well. Like, I don't want to compare crim to like Michael Jordan, but if you watch the last dance and stuff, it's like Michael Jordan had a very intense way, um, of getting to teammates and leading them. And it rubs some people the wrong way. And, uh, I'm not going to say crim is as intense as Michael Jordan, um, in his competing style, but I think he's pretty intense and demands a lot from his teammates. And if he's maybe not getting that or doesn't feel that he's getting that same intensity, I think he'll yell at you and kind of like get on you a little bit. And with younger players like Illy and Chatsy, I think uh, this is all speculation, obviously, but I think there's maybe a chance that that didn't rub them the right way or something. After a couple years of it, they were a little bit sick of it. And we heard the stories about Krim taking lots of smoke breaks um, <laughs> during scrims and stuff and maybe torching some time. Uh, and I think maybe that just rubbed him the wrong way or something like that. And like his intensity maybe just doesn't bode well. And like we know guys like Skump and Dashie are a little more trolly. Uh, so maybe the idea of those two being able to team with them um and have a little more fun while practicing uh was something that intrigued them i just think it's maybe a kind of an old guard versus new guard younger players still wanting to have some fun while competing um and then an older player just like knowing what it takes to win and really wanting his way and i think Krim is pretty stubborn for anything i've seen if it's he's kind of a my way or the highway kind of guy it seems like so i think maybe it's just um a clashing of philosophies in a way But. You got anything else on that or you want to move on to our next couple news topics? No, nah, I don't have anything else to say on crim. I
1: guess, uh, more will be revealed on a, on a weekly basis, I guess with him, uh, if he decides yeah. to jump on the, on the flank or whatever. So yeah, he's not scared to speak out.
0: Um, next topic we want to touch on though, not as specifically involved, uh, with the CDL, but could have some implications. Uh, Tim, Atatman and Dr. Lupo, obviously two of the biggest names in gaming entertainment streaming. Um, both switched from twitch over to youtube in like consecutive days kind of um obviously tim arguably the biggest streamer uh on the planet right now and lupo is not far behind and also two guys that uh lupo not as much but he's been around call of duty and had a lot of partnered streams with call of duty tim the tatman same way um and plays warzone almost every day so they're involved in the community uh i think it's something that's big because obviously call of duty league has the exclusive deal with youtube to stream on there um and one of the big complaints was like courage when he co-streamed champs had like 10 K plus viewers and was bringing in a lot of extra viewers to the CDL that maybe didn't watch. And now with guys like Tim and Lupo, I'm sure they will be willing to sign. Cause I saw Tim tweeting about matches during the year. Like he was watching CDL matches in like stage four and five. Um, so I think it's interesting that we could potentially see guys like Tim and Lupo, uh, co-streaming the CDL next year and maybe bringing in a lot of new viewers that maybe don't even know the CDL exists.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know one of the heads over at youtube gaming is fliz and he's like an yep. old optic protege so um i feel like you know youtube gaming youtube streaming um you know definitely is uh has the potential i'll say to provide uh you know a lot of exposure to the cdl um and you know especially with all like the the warzone stuff i guess they're getting a new map now coming up whenever uh and all this anti-cheat stuff and you know i'll just say there's a lot of potential like i said to uh you know to to open up a lot more eyes to competitive and you know a lot of that also has to deal with like if they can get a good rank system close to launch and you know um really capture that initial boom of the crowd that uh you know gets the game and maybe plays it for a month but then you know they might drift away. So uh, yeah. I guess that kind of, that kind of, that goes a lot beyond YouTube gaming, YouTube streaming, but uh, yeah, that's just my thoughts.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we can move past this one, but I just thought it was something to touch on. That was important because I uh, could have big implications for bringing in new fans, which is obviously something the CDL needs to survive. Uh, but next couple of pieces of news are a little bit around rosters, a couple of moves that were made um, within the last few days, but it's the first time we've recorded a podcast since they happened. Uh, Zed retired. Uh, obviously a uh, European player who kind of got screwed um, because he was a European player. And there just seems to be less spots for them. Cause it seems like NA players want a team with NA players. Um, and there's only a couple teams that are fielding EU rosters, mainly being London um, and uh, Toronto, then a little bit on Paris obviously, but just less spots for EU guys. He actually came in played very well for London this year, kind of got screwed uh, by the fact that they like promised Alex his roster spot back after his, A whole kind of out of the game issues, but said retires kind of sad to see him go because feels like he kind of still has something left in the tank. Like he proved this year that uh, he can compete in the CDL and like maybe isn't like a top tier player, but is like a guy that uh, is not like retiring because he just can't compete at all.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was hoping to see him at least signed to a uh, substitute spot, but it doesn't seem like that's in the uh, in the cards. And I, I I would posit to say that Ro- Royal Ravens were playing the best they played all season mm-hmm. when Zed was on the team. Um, and you know all of this like it seems like uh, Dylan, Cod, and Alex are like pretty much retired or like they're not going to get a spot, and they're having some like off the off the game issues and stuff. So it seemed like Zed really like stepped in there and. uh You know he played really well he put up some good numbers from what i remember i think back in like the early stages i i'd have to go back and check but i'm not really that interested in going back to check but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean uh especially with the the lack of eu presence in the cdl just just kind of uh you know not like i'm not you know all down apocalyptic about it but like it's unfortunate
0: (sighs) yeah and also, it seems like uh, everybody that cross passes him and, and team with him, Black Ops 4, reciprocity squad in uh to last year's team that he was on uh with the Ravens. And even into this year, it seems like um everybody seems to like seems to like him and like speak highly of him. Um, so I hope that uh, allows him to get like a coaching spot because I know he said he was looking at a coaching spot. So um a guy that's been around and played for a very long time, I feel like even if it was an assistant coaching job, I feel like he could really bring some value to a team, especially with the way he played. He was such a dirty work kind of player um, and like a ratty play style kind of guy that I feel like he could really bring some value to a team as an assistant coach. And even if he's not having a huge impact on their gameplay, just offering input, um, really helping out the sub players and the map and stuff. Uh, so I hope he finds a landing spot just to at least help a team or something. I know he said he was going to go into full time war zone streaming. So I, I hope he has success in it because um, kind of a career feels like could have kept going, but. Just missed opportunities um, with the lack of opportunities he had. But yeah, other one, mutineers. Anything else to say on Zed? Are you good to go into mutineers and Atura? Nah,
1: let's go on to mutineers
0: here. All right, Ricky Atura. Kind of a, I tweeted about it. Bunch of question marks. I was confused. Seems like, um, from what everybody in the community says, great coach. Um, he's also a super likable guy. Every time he's in the the CDL videos doing the drafts, uh, he seems like a pretty fun, nice guy. Um, but he's just randomly dropped for the guy that he like brought on to be his assistant kind of feels like a stab in the back situation, but who knows? Um, he's a free agent coach now, I guess uh, I would like to believe he'll probably get picked up as a head coach, but just kind of a puzzling move here for mutineers and we'll get into them a little more lately uh, later. Um, and they just seem to be having kind of a puzzling, confusing off season overall.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like we'll touch on them uh, later, but yeah, just kind of a, an odd decision to, uh, to get rid of him um not really sure what their long-term plans are for this even just this next title but yeah just a puzzling move
0: and the one thing i want to say on him too uh is interesting to me that they're like getting rid of him i know like maybe their success uh hasn't been the best but they won multiple events in modern warfare uh and were able to make playoffs granted this year that might not have been as much of a feat but they were still at least competitive uh and if there's one thing on his track record i don't know if he's fully doing the scouting um, or if it's more of ogre to being the GM, but I'm I have to believe he played some part in it And they scouted up a lot of young players like they picked up skies uh, out of black ops Four. And People didn't maybe think he was as good They thought maybe he was kind of a stat pattern a little bit and skies proved to them right that he was a great player um, They bring Pharaoh out of challengers who was one of the best players They bring awakening basically discover him when everybody thought he was an onliner and maybe cheating uh, And he's a beast uh, now they pick up a guy like Yeez. We'll see if he's good. They bring in Neptune and whatever your thoughts on Neptune are, he's a, now a staple player. He's going to be a starter. So like they find a lot of talent and I have to believe he had a part in that. So just a weird move, a weird move to get rid of him. Um, But what other news we got? We got Revan uh, being dropped from NYSL, another coach, another just puzzling move. A guy that a lot of people say is maybe the best coach uh, for a long time. People have been saying that because he knows the game so well and he's dropped. Um another odd one. Do you have any thoughts on this one? Not so much. I mean,
1: I feel like with uh with the roster that's rumored for them, we'll get into that. Um I, I I'm just not sure uh you know maybe what Clay wants to do. Uh maybe he has a guy he wants to bring in. Maybe that's why he got dropped. I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Last piece of news before we dive into rosters. Uh, we don't want to spend too much time on this because we both discussed a little bit. We don't know, obviously, a lot about the game, but Vanguard, kind of got to talk about it because it's the hot new thing. Um, Tim, the Tatman was was uh, streaming some of the gameplay to over 100,000 people for the like content creator, uh, early access, which is just absurd. He's destroying the CDL's viewership uh, on his one stream. But um, the game, I will say, I'll give a couple positives and negatives, and then you can kind of echo or... Um, kind of give a differing opinion if you have one on it, but I'll say we don't know too much. I don't want to speculate too much. Um, we saw the 24 v 24. I don't have too much thoughts on that. I'm not a big ground war person. Um, I did see like simp envoy. A lot of the pros were just dominating. So it's interesting to see that insane skill gap between pros and content creators. But the one thing I'll say is I watched, I believe it was TST team summertime hitching. Those boys play, uh, like a six v six, uh, match. And one thing I'll say about world war two games when I hear them, um, I just get kind of down thinking the maps are just going to be grayscale, gray, brown, black. We're only going to have like dark colors and the maps are going to be depressing. Um, but the one map I saw them play on, they were playing on like a jungly type map and there was flowers like kind of vibrant, colorful with like running water on the map and like it actually was pretty colorful and good looking three lane, clean. Uh, and that seems to be a theme that a lot of people that played it are saying is they're three lane traditional maps with traditional spawns uh, and everything is clean so like if we're to believe that, with and it also has quiet footsteps, so like a couple of positives to take away. I don't want to be too like negative on this podcast. There are definitely some negatives, um, but I will say, colorful maps. Uh, people are saying that the map design is pretty good from what they're seeing, better than um, maps on launch in the past. And there's 16 of them, so a little bit of positives that we're hearing about Vanguard, which seemed like it was only negatives uh, leading up this whole year. Yeah, uh, from what from the few minutes of gameplay that
1: i saw it looked you know the the color scheme looked really good um i can imagine that'll only get better as like the game goes on hopefully um obviously graphics are just getting more and more ridiculous every year uh this one looked pretty pretty freaking realistic to me yeah. um the the whole like worry about the the Possible squad spawns, or just like the t- even the time to kill. I'm not exactly sure where we stand on that yet. Um, I have to imagine that with gunsmith, we're gonna get just GAs out the wazoo. Yeah. Um, that just seems like slasher and accuracy are gonna have a field day with uh, <laughs> they're drooling it, when they saw the gunsmith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I would imagine eventually we'll probably be down to a two gun meta again. Unfortunately, <laughs> it just yeah. seems like that, that'll be the way it goes. Um, and i mean a two-gun meta is not necessarily a bad thing it's just like it's kind of uh i don't know it's just kind of like weird when you know two guns get whittled down and there's there's not a whole lot of viability with like other guns um like i I guess like we saw just this past year in cold war that you know like the the m4 and the ak-47 they were viable assault rifles but they were just too overpowered and they never got tuned appropriately um and uh so then it ended, ended up just being the krig um but yeah i'm i don't know i mean i'm i'm excited for it uh personally as like a as a history kind of person world war ii is a very like it's one of my favorite eras in history so i i just love yeah. everything I, I i kind of uh nerd out over that stuff so hopefully uh yeah. i don't know i'm, I'm excited um i'm not gonna get too down on the game until i actually see it and uh i think we everyone has pretty much said that sledgehammer should be pretty good for competitive uh mm-hmm. so optimistic can
0: yep yeah i don't really have too much else to say on it either um i will say i'm a little more excited than i was the whole year after seeing it but that's kind of the cycle of like, how do you see it? you get more excited um, I'm not one either to jump to conclusions before I play the game. I'm not going to say it's going to be amazing or terrible, um, but I will say I'm more optimistic uh, about it. Cause it seems that just based off looking at it, it seems like if they have a ranked play, I'll be able to enjoy myself playing it, um, which is all I can ask for at this point. I'm basically an only ranked play kind of player and not pubs, um, as much. So that's all I can ask for. So excited for that, but you ready to get into some rosters? Let's get into rosters. All right. First one. Um, I think we want to kick it off with lag right uh the only confirmed actually 100 official roster um and that is slasher uh gunless hook and asim obviously some pretty clear roles here um we kind of listed some subs for some of the teams that potentially have one uh obviously they don't really have one uh listed yet but what do you think about this roster i'll let you go first on this one yeah uh I don't know.
1: This is like a really this is a uh, a hard reset on the path that LAG was on for the last two years with uh you know their underperform I mean severe underperforming rosters of uh Modern Warfare and Cold War. So I'm really excited that they actually went out and uh seemingly, you know, spent a little bit of money this time around. Uh not, not to say that, you know, this past roster didn't require some uh additional money, but uh know you get you get a a firm leader like slasher you get a a top i I would say a top four uh flex and gunless and then you get who kind of you know had a off and on year uh stage one he was like hands down one of the best players um and then he kind of had this falling out with Dallas and then got benched and unbenched from LAT and <laughs> that whole drama. And then Asim who's, who was really a shining star of that uh, NLSL yep. squad uh, really had a bounce back year from, uh, you know, his modern warfare season with rocker. Uh, he had kind of shown some flashes even beforehand in uh BO four. And then I feel like he's just been on a continual rise uh, these past few years. And uh yeah, you know, I I could really see this team doing some damage. Um but you know, just with with the comp- with the uh the level of competition in the league, uh you know, you would probably expect them to to be a, a consistent, you know, top 5 team. Uh I would yeah. say. But uh just full full of potential. I mean, they could even go out and win a major it, it, assuming
0: we stay on the same format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, No doubt, uh, most improved team in the CDL, I would say, like organization-wise, obviously, because most of the other teams are already pretty good, and this was literally the worst team, and uh, I definitely don't think they'll be the worst team next year. Uh, One thing I do when I look at COD rosters, um, and you definitely touched on this and explained it very well, is I like to almost look at them like puzzle pieces and do they fit, Uh, and I almost, like, obviously the only thing that that could take down this team to me um, is relationships and chemistry. Uh, We know Slasher and Gunless had a lot of success in in the other World War II title uh, on Sledgehammer together, Um, but the team kind of blew up at the end of the year because they just stopped getting along. Now, I think both players have matured a lot. I think Slasher's benching and everything this year kind of opened his eyes a little bit. I think Gunless um, kind of finding himself on uh, last year getting benched uh, and not playing after the beginning of the year, and this year being on a really poor team. Um... And Octane saying he didn't have any issues with gunless this year and he was a good teammate. I think he he's matured a lot. Um, but the puzzle pieces on this team, if they can get past that, fit so well. Like Slasher, clear leader, like you said, gunless, top flex. He's one of the best at actually using both guns um, in the game when it comes down to like you have to flip um, depending on what map you're using uh, or playing on. And then Asim, you know, he'll do it all entry guy, dirty work. And then who can just run around and slay on this team? Like the puzzle pieces fit so perfectly. Um To me, this is a team that actually has like kind of a high floor, high ceiling. Um, Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: gonna take the. I'm I'm gonna imagine that I'm not seeing it's Los Angeles Guerrillas and just like imagine this is like team like John Doe and uh, yeah, like because LAG like they've kind of poisoned the water with like their name the last two years, just like being really bad and like a, con- a consistent bottom four finisher but i really oh, yeah. like what you said about the i really like what you said about the puzzle pieces um i feel like you know you have uh you know i i i almost see like you have slasher and Asim who are just going to be like 95 percent of the comms gunless mm-hmm. providing a little bit of stuff here and there and then you have hook like he's generally a little bit more silent i think we've heard and seen um and you know I, I don't know. I just feel like this team fits so well together. Um I don't necessarily know that I'm willing to say they have a high floor. Um yeah. just because I, I could see this team possibly struggling. Who knows? And like we haven't we don't know what the game plays like, we don't know how this team you know kind of kinda fits the mold. Um but you know it seems like I, I really like what they've done. Uh you know, these pieces, they're probably the best four guys to pick up from like the, the, the quote unquote free agent market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm really excited to see this team. I, I'm going to, I'm going to be a big fan of the, the gorillas if they start playing
0: well. I am too. And it's also like, this is going to be the first time in CDL history when the gorillas, uh, you see that the next match up and you don't want to turn it off. Like that's literally how it's been the last couple of years. Like the gorillas are boring. Cause you know, they're going to lose and they always lose and they don't even keep matches close. And now that's completely changed. And I don't know. The only reason I would say they have a f- high floor, but I agree they are one of the most likely teams to blow up um, and maybe not get along. But I just feel like they're just so talented. And like, if this is a game like the last World War II title um, and the almost every 4v4 title we've ever seen besides last year, uh, where you actually have to switch between AR on some maps, sub on some maps, um, I'm almost willing to put Gauntless as the number one flex at that. The only people I think, um, like just looking on the list of the teams we have listed here, the only people I think that can compete with him at that are maybe Kenny... Cammy and maybe Priesta; those are the only three that can even make a run at the number one flex. Um, if they actually have to switch between maps, because he was untouchable in World War II switching between weapons, that's why Rise was winning uh, multiple tournaments because he was untouchable. And like you, you mentioned something too as well about comms, and I think comms are some of the things you don't think about when you're forming uh when you're looking at rosters because, like, we're not inside the comms, we don't exactly know what they're like, but you kind of know from reputations which players are good communicators, um, which is. Something that maybe the next team we're going to talk about, we'll talk about how they might struggle with this. But when you're trying to say that Gunless is probably the third best communicator on a team, uh, you've got a lot going right in the communications department because Gunless could be an IGL if you wanted to. He's very good with the comms uh, and really knows the game well. So I thought when you brought that up, um, that's one thing that kind of stuck out to me that I didn't think of until you mentioned it, is Gunless is arguably the third best communicator on their team, and that is scary because he is like... One of the best communicators, probably the best flex communicator, maybe. um, and he really knows what's going on the map. so i'm 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 super, super excited for this team of um as are you, I think, yeah. I mean, one last thought I'll give
1: is like I can see this team being like, you know, th- they're gonna be grinders, like yep, you have like you have some perfectionists and slasher and gunless, like they're not gonna get off of like they're not going to get off the PC for the day unless they know that they've got it right, and, and this like, team is
0: out for redemption, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I mean these yeah, are rejects almost
1: right there's a lot of like there's a lot of good story arcs with the per, with the uh with the four players and um i, w- I wouldn't necessarily say that like ASEM is a reject i mean i guess he kind of just got the short end of the stick like like of yeah. yeah, with uh with this nysl squad that we'll talk about in a sec but like yeah um and then like i, I guess like the whole seattle squad went their own way as well um, yeah but then you know slasher getting uh you know, benched for octane apparently. Uh just yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of, you know, big chips on their shoulders. Uh I'm I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, it's like it is a lot of chips on the shoulders. I mean Slasher thought he found his permanent home on the Thieves, um, gets dropped. Gunless kind of goes from a couple years ago being a top player on top teams to kind of bouncing around and not being able to find his footing. Um, Hook, obviously, just a whirlwind of a year after winning a a championship in ASIM. Feels like he found a home as a potential franchise player and because of relationship issues in the team, um, gets dropped. It's Just like a bunch of players that I think have a lot to prove. And I think we're going to see some passion on the stage when they're playing, hopefully on land with a crowd. Um, I think we're going to see some passion. But you want to move on to this next team that's going to get a lot of people fired up probably.
1: Yeah, um, so I guess this uh, Dallas OG squad, we got Dashy, Skump, Illy, Shotzi. What are your initial thoughts here?
0: My initial thoughts, um, we won't talk too much about the merger here. I want to focus more on the team. Uh, Obviously, the merger is something crazy, but I more want to cover that when and if it actually happens. Um, And obviously, from this point on, we're going to be talking about all rumor rosters. These are not 100% confirmed for uh, you guys listening. But if this is the roster, um, the dashi, uh, illy scump and shotzi. Uh, I like it. Uh, I can definitely see ways where it could it could falter. Obviously, no clear IGL, um, no clear like established leader. Because like you got your veteran in scump, but he's never uh, been known to be like a full com IGL guy. Um, not a bad communicator, but not like the direct the troops guy. Um, and everybody else on the team is young. I would say skill ceiling wise, I think their skill ceiling is about as high as any team. Um, obviously we know Shotzi is about as good as it gets, apart from uh your simp uh and your BZ pretty much. He's uh, I mean one of two CDL MVPs along with Simp. Um, like the dude is Unreal Talent. We obviously know Scump, Unreal Talent, don't need to say it. Uh Dashy, obviously, once again, unreal talent, uh, and Illy the same way. Uh, I'm a little scared for Illy on this team. I know multiple people have said it on uh, anything you can really listen to Codwise, but I'm a little scared for him because he does seem like a little bit of a quieter kid, um, and maybe a little nervous when it comes to the spotlight because he's newer to it, and he is going to get absolutely torn apart um, by the public if this team is struggling because uh, Scump will never get torn about by the uh, torn apart by the public. That's just kind of how it works with Scump. I don't think Shotzi will because he's an MVP, and I think uh, people like kind of just view him as that and won't um, kind of destroy him unless he's playing bad. Uh, and Dashi has been on OpTic for a couple of years, and the OpTic fan base loves him, so it won't be him. Um, and Illy's going to be playing the toughest role, of the Flex. So it's like, I think he's going to be the scapegoat. So that's that's my initial thought is team um, could have a lower floor, but I just think with this much talent, they won't be worse than like top six. Um, and they have a high ceiling as high as being a top one, two team. Uh, just a little bit scared for Illy to get scapegoated
1: yeah um my initial thoughts and maybe i'm reading way too much into like the whole merger bit um but like you know maybe at the end of the day like dashi and scump are like okay we're getting off and you know shotzi and illy are like you know what do you mean we haven't even watched vod yet or like and i don't know just like you know maybe they're like so ingrained with like you know they're kind of trolly and Mm -hmm. you know they got to go shoot content apparently like I, i guess we're gonna See what happens with the whole the whole merger thing, but like just kind of like a culture shift like either dashi and scump are gonna like you know put their noses to the grindstone and like you know follow the the Rambo Ray teaching method and like we're gonna we're gonna learn and we're gonna be the most prepared team um you know maybe content has to has to take a back seat today we're not gonna shoot content because we're gonna watch vod for. Three hours after our scrims, or something. Um, and, you know, but just speaking on the more so the team, um, I really like Scump and Shotzi as the subduo. I, I think I Shotzi, well. Shotzi's very like, he can just run at you. Um, obviously, his movement is like the best we've ever seen in competitive Call of Duty. 100%. So, uh, and uh, yeah, and then Scump is more of this like methodical slayer smg um and then you know da- I-, I think we're gonna see Dashi in the main ar which i think you know he's always just been a, a main ar playing like the second mm-hmm. ar role um so i'm excited to see him uh i think there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him though i don't think he's gonna get a- i don't think he's gonna get away scot-free like he's he's always been uh, like a slay heavy ar but you know when it comes to you know sitting back and locking down a lane or locking spawns or something you know he might have to you know sacrifice a little bit of slaying numbers to play the correct way an AR is supposed to play um yeah and the comms are gonna have to kick up yeah i mean he's gonna have to kind of be directing the troops we'd we'd assume um you know I'm, i i won't speak too much on uh on illy i think everyone from top to bottom has like it said he's gonna be a scapegoat if this team doesn't play well um I don't know if he I don't know if he's gonna crack though i I think you know we saw him at the major, you know he got pretty hype in some of those lands yep. like he was getting up and yelling across the stage i think he's you know he he's built for it i mean he's an s and d kid he he he's cool under pressure mm-hmm. and, you know and these wagers and stuff um I think he's gonna fit right in with uh having a crowd on his back and stuff um but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see the team. Uh, I I hope they keep Rambo as a coach. I hope they get some analysts in there, and I I, I hope they they don't kind of squander the opportunity they have because they can definitely be, you know, a team that could challenge like the likes of uh, Ultra and Phase to be you know yep, multiple agreed. major winners if if they put in the work. That's that's the key. I think that they have to put in the work and uh because you know the gun skill we've seen can only take you so far you have to be prepared you have to know Mm -hmm. you know you have to have strats and and you have to have discipline and uh yeah i i so i i think this team could you know reach the highest of the highs but they they could also be you know sitting in that fifth sixth spot that we saw optic and sitting Mm -hmm. around uh a while this season so yeah those are my those are my thoughts
0: i also i kind of hope they keep sender um not as the head coach more of an assistant coach because i think having a guy who coached two of the players f- for a year and then having rambo who coached his players for like a couple years i think maybe they can have a meeting of the minds kind of they know each other's players well and then kind of bring that knowledge together and kind of talk like outside the game without even the players maybe knowing about it and kind of like go over things and like maybe offer different perspectives on what works well for those players um, especially in the beginning to help the merger go easier. So there's not as much like bumps in the road. Um, I've been hearing a lot of people think that this team obviously has a high ceiling. Cause I don't think anybody can deny with the skill talent um, that they have an insanely high ceiling, but I've been hearing a lot of people think that they could be a bottom four team um, because maybe the comms will be so bad. I just don't see that as um, a thing at all, especially with like Legion, probably not having a great roster and the one slot unknown. Um, I just don't see a way that a team with this much talent, um, can ever be a bottom team. I, f- I agree they could fall all the way down to like a fifth, sixth spot, but I feel like they're top six almost guaranteed unless something crazy happens. Uh, I'll say in your Illy point too, um, I really hope you're right and he doesn't crack at all because the kid is on un- unreal talent, um, potential to be one of the best players in the league. A lot of people thought he was going to ascend to an MVP level this year. Obviously struggled a little bit, definitely didn't hit an MVP level at all, um, but I still think he has that in him to be a potential MVP. Also, another positive I think we're not maybe looking at enough is as long as he doesn't get too frustrated with this team and they have a good year, um, I think the CDL could have just had a huge win um, because Scump's career might be prolonged Um by this team if they end up coming out and let's say it's this let's say just for argument's sake it's the same format five majors and a champs let's say they win a major or two um take second maybe win champs let's say they win like two tournaments or something um and, and maybe take a couple seconds or something and they look really good uh, And scumps like man i got two young players an and ilian Shotzi, dashi's dash still behind me um another young ar and he's just filled um on a team just surrounded by young players maybe Scump's career gets prolonged and even if he's playing bad, scumping in the CDL just helps viewership. So I think almost the CDL got to win out of this roster if they have some success because um, he's playing with all young players.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I I think that's something you can't really overlook. Um, you know I, I i don't I don't really want to get into like the whole. You know, I think this team's going to be bad. I because I, I don't. I think their gun skill alone can keep them around. You know if they have no comms and just gun skill, I feel like they can be a top six team mm-hmm. just based on yeah. skill alone um so yeah i mean i you know, but it's just can they push that can can they push themselves to be a top three top two team um on a consistent basis because we know that phase is always gonna be prepared we know that mm-hmm. you know ultra you know is gonna always be prepared um so yeah, I mean, I I'm down to move to the next team unless you have any
0: other thoughts or No, no, I'm ready to move on. I will say though we we mentioned them a couple times Phase. We're not going to talk about Phase uh in this episode. We know the roster's the same. Uh we know they're going to be a top team again. Like there's not much to say there. So we're not going to talk about Phase if you're wondering where the where the Phase segment is if we forgot about them. No, they're keeping the same roster um and they're probably still the favorites to win champs again next year. Like they're unbelievable. Um next team though that we actually want to get into is Mutineers. Um I will say the team that I think has had the worst off season, um, obviously Legion, that's exempt Legion in the NRG slash Chicago spot. We're exempting them out of this because we don't know what's going on, so I can't um like comment on them. Who knows? They might have a worse off season, but Mutineers seem like a mess in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that, but like I mean, Sky's an awakening, you want to keep them, whatever. Uh, seems very weird that potentially Havoc could be in their lineup. Um then yees don't know a lot about him. They're potentially looking to sign um, Dave Patey as a sub or maybe on the roster. I didn't know too much about him, but I guess he is like completely a main AR, um, which the last thing this team needs with Skies and Bigway, who maybe could both be main ARs, is another main AR. Like, this just seems like a mess to me, Kyle. I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Florida. Like, we mentioned that they dropped, you know, Ricky Atura. um, And then they kind of throw out this roster, or, or, you know, it's a rumored roster. Yeah, but you know, I I I like Skies. I think he's a you know he's a really good AR when he's playing well. Um, Mm -hmm. I have no issue with them keeping Skies. I have no issue with them keeping Big Wake either. Um, you know, he's shown that you know he can he can be one be one of the best players on the map at times. Um, Mm -hmm. Havoc kind of has that IGL hype man vibey potential guy. Um, we haven't really seen him hit his peak
0: in a few years i
1: i I feel like he hasn't really shown his potential since the gen g days back in bo 4 i guess um and then i don't know anything about yeez i'm sorry um maybe it's kanye west getting into the cdl who knows (laughs) yeah Um, but uh yeah, just really underwhelmed compared to the ro- to the other rosters we're seeing. I feel like this team is not setting themselves up to have a good season. Yeah, but then but then again, Florida—they always seem to to prove people wrong um, when you least expect it. Um, so I, I maybe they'll have some top four finishes, but that's about all I could see for them.
0: At, I will at, say they'll... at the
1: very best.
0: I'll say, though, this whole Sky's Awakening Havoc experiment, I'm, I'm ready to be done with it. This These three together, like, they were successful in one events in Modern Warfare. I'll say a lot of that is due in part um, to the late Great Pharaoh, rest in peace, but he was a crucial part of the reason why that team was winning. I mean, he was insane at that game, one of the best players. I think he had a very large part of that. Obviously, Big Wake did as well. Um, I just... I, I don't know, man. I just, I look at this roster and if they have Havoc and Yeez in there, it's like this actually, I think might be a team that might not make the playoffs as much as I hate to say it, because I think every other roster improved. Uh, Obviously, we don't know about Legion and the other slot, but like also when you said something about Havoc, I just remember this. I don't know if this is 100% accurate, but I am fairly certain that Havoc hasn't won a series at champs since Black Ops 3. I don't know if this is 100 percent accurate but i know they didn't win one in iw he didn't qualify for world war ii um and then at black ops 4 he was on the gen g team that was favored and they oh, went zero and God. four in pools That's and then he sad. went to modern warfare they got beat um and instantly uh on florida and then this year they got beat instantly i don't think he's won a series of champs since black ops 3 when he finished like top 12 or something which is just ridiculous like And I know like Nameless talked about teaming with him at IW um, and he said something kind of happened where he's like, I don't know, maybe Havoc was nervous or he like turns into a different player at champs. But I mean, granted, he hasn't had the best situation, so he got to cut him a little slack. But like he hasn't won a series at champs since Black Ops 3, if I'm thinking of that right. Or if he has, it's been very, very few, maybe one or two. Like, is that not just like scream like time for a change to you?
1: yeah i mean i i really like what you said about like this whole experiment with uh sky's wake and havoc uh it's probably time to end it um and you know i i feel like all of like the uh like the best of three pod and uh you know the flank when they were all doing their like predictions or like you know who who do we think can go where i feel like all those were a lot better for florida than what we're actually seeing now um
0: yeah, and like, like, I, I is Yee's going to be that much better than Neptune? Like, you're banking, if you're keeping this roster, you're banking on Yee's being like 100 times better than Neptune, or you're just going to be the 8th best team again. Right, I mean, I feel like, I mean,
1: I even feel like they could have at least got, gone out and got a few people that like, at least are names with followings. Like, why not just go offer Pristini back, or like, you know, or or get Apathy, I, apathy or somebody? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know, I mean, I just... Just to just to switch it up a little bit. Um I'm not Hook was um, a big rumor here too. Hook or go
0: get Envoy or uh I don't know. I mean, this is the Halo player landing spot with Ogre 2 as the GM. I I can't believe that they went to reach out to Hook. And now we did see the rumors. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Ogre Two, uh I believe it's his wife, I don't want to say that wrong. Wife, girlfriend, significant other, also tweeted something um about like making fun of people saying, just go get vivid. Um, like maybe Florida has money issues that they can't get them or they don't want to pay the buyout or something. So that could be a factor here too, is maybe they've been trying to get players, but money might be tight or they just haven't been able to acquire them or they decide to go other places. So that could be playing a factor, but still. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't claim to know anything about
1: the, uh, about the contract situations or everything, you know, since it's all kept, uh, the books are closed. We don't know, Mm -hmm. uh, what the, what you know how much people are making i i did see one tweet and this is kind of getting off on a sidebar but it said like the um like call of duty like pay, way overpays compared to what their mm-hmm, revenue is I saw that. um a little concerning there but I, I guess that's that's neither here nor there um but yeah i mean just as far as like money maybe being tight um i don't know uh but you know regardless. Uh, Needless to say, like you're not going to make money if you're not playing good Call of Duty. So you know maybe there's I, some like there, there's some cost benefit stuff there.
0: I also just don't understand the whole like Dave Patey. We almost didn't even touch on that either. Is like he's the guy you're going to sign as your extra sub if this is true. Like you've already got a guy like Big Wake who most people are saying needs to be a main AR at this point. Like they need to try him as a main AR on another franchise. Split those two up um and obviously you're never gonna bench guys he's like your franchise player one of the top ars like year in and year out like why if people just keep talking about how much talent there is in challengers with subs i mean you've got a guy like saints um who we know can play at the pro level because he's been doing it for 10 years like he's sitting out there and probably be a cheap contract pentagram everybody wants to talk about is this top sub in challengers um you've got all these guys sitting out there um even like spart he plays flex slash sub like you've got all these guys sitting out there in challengers that have played at the pro level and been good at the pro level and it's like i'd much rather have you take a shot on one of them and like throw them in because like if they're gonna like take havoc out and put dave patey in there what are you gonna move big wake to sub Uh, when everybody's saying he's an ar just i'm just upset with florida because i feel like they have so much talent and they're such a likable org with all the memes they post and they're willing to poke fun at everybody else like yeah i i just like them they they bring a little spice to the league that they're kind of edgy and it's just I, i'm just upset with them i'm ready to move on to the next team
1: <laughs> yeah yeah let's uh let's go on so next team we got up is the los angeles thieves hundred thieves so rumored roster is to be octane kenny envoy and Draza.
0: yeah any uh what any initial thoughts there um my initial thoughts uh another team uh with potential to be a top four top three top two top one could win events another event winning potential team i will say it's early in the year so you're excited about all the rosters and to me personally a lot of these rosters are all exciting and i think have potential um to be playoff teams really except mutineers right now like all the other rosters like i'm not going to say they're guaranteed playoff teams but i think they have a better shot like seattle is a better shot than last year obviously london all those guys but this is a roster to me that is like if they're not top four, something went just insanely wrong that I did not foresee because you've got a guy like Octane um, could be the number one AR. Kenny can make a run for the number one flex spot. Um, Envoy can make a run. I mean, he was an MVP contender. He was in the MVP voting in the first season. Um, we know he can be a really good sub. Draza seems like the sky's the limit for him, and hopefully this is his first like consistent pro team he's going to be on to really like settle in. Uh, weird thing about this team, though, I still think they'd be better off if Kenny would just commit to being a sub with Envoy, and Draza was allowed to run the flex because I just feel like that would fit them better. But I don't think that's how it's going to work. I think Kenny's going to continue run the flex. Still, Kenny has not has as much success in the game since he kind of ran the basically do it all Maddox, but really in World War II when he won back to back events using the sub. Like, I'd love to see him on the sub, and that's I think that's one great thing about this team is it seems like you can make a new honeymoon period in your team when you swap roles. So if things aren't going well, they can always flip draws on Kenny around and like switch their roles and that'll work. But I mean, to me, this team is another team that I believe has a high floor. Um, I don't think there's just like the optic team, uh, the optic Dallas team. I don't think there's much of a way that this team is not in the top six at a minimum. Um, I just think they're a team like kind of looking at the rumored rosters to me, I see like phase optic LA thieves, and kind of like Toronto up there is like my four with maybe LAG kind of fringing on that five and maybe like New York. I just, I really think this team is is going to be a top four team with a high floor.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got, I mean, I guess for uh, two years now we've, uh, we've kind of known that Octane was going to find his way back to, you know, to nade shot and a hundred thieves one way or the other. Um, so he, he got his wish um he's playing with Kenny, who you know he he says is, is like one of his favorite teammates ever in uh in the competitive scene uh then we got Draza, who's kind of he's kind of cemented himself in that organization he's proven himself for two years now uh you know he came into that o g l a roster um and played really well and then he by all means he played he played his role you know really well this year this past season um so i think it was more of an instance where like they realized that he was too valuable to let go or to like to think about moving off um and then they brought an envoy who you know got uh bumped from that uh from the uh, alleged dallas optic merger um and you know we we kind of saw envoy have like you know he has his, he definitely has his own play style like he's not a uh he's not a very like in your yep. face smg he likes to play like the pinch the flank uh off angles he likes to take his time doing things i guess um so yeah i mean definitely would like like i i do agree i would like to see him and kenny run the uh the smgs here maybe it's just because uh it's Kenny on a World War 2 game and uh yeah. and potentially have the uh the PPSH or whatever the the meta SMG ends up being um but yeah uh I would I definitely think this team has potential to win events um you know I I love Octane to death but you know if they start sh- if they struggle is you know he's not going to have any he's he doesn't have anywhere to run now it's kind of like no I mean it's kind of like a uh like shit or get off the pot situation with him now like uh, uh yep like he's he's got to perform uh he's got to he's he's back on his darling team uh and you know I, I feel like him more than anyone else wants to play well uh he's not, I don't know if he's going to tolerate uh you know too many too much uh you know subpar performances from his standard but uh you know the league is so stacked that you know you you don't get any matches off
0: no no you certainly don't especially with the improved rosters um i do agree definitely uh, i think we both agree that the kenny and envoy sub duo kind is what we want to see but i really don't think it's uh what we're going to see i also feel like this team you're like if they're having their successes you're going to see a ton of love for octane you're going to see a ton for kenny and envoy because they're the popular players but i kind of want to give a shout to draza even for just like the last um, two years and earning his way on this team. Talk about like a cool, like, story of like a come up, um, kind of out of nowhere. He, like, people think he's like a young, cracked guy. I believe he's like 22 or 23. Like, he came into the league, got his like first real shot. His name used to be Hazard. Uh, he changes it, spells it backwards, and names himself Draza. Um, and it's like he's a new player. People are willing to pick him up. Um, so Call of Duty players out there, just change your name. Maybe people will be willing to pick you up. Um, because clearly he had the skill to do it. And it's just like a good story of perseverance and hard work is he stayed ready, stayed grinding challengers and gets his chance uh, to get called up onto the main roster with OGLA. Like you said, plays very well. Um, and then kind of gets a kick to the gut and they're like, you know, you played really well at champs, but we're actually going to throw you on the bench uh, to start cold war. Um, and then shout out to him again. He just keeps grinding, finds his way back onto the roster and makes himself basically undeniable. Like you could not deny him a roster because of how well he played. Just honestly a super cool story. Um, and also I think an underrated thing for this team too, that could really help the CDL in other ways. Uh, this LAT team is going to be awesome for content. I mean, Envoy has been trained in the hex wing uh, for content the last couple of years. Now he gets to train with Shot. Talk about a free education and content. Um, and then you've got a guy like Kenny, who he knows great. Octane has been creating the content like crazy. Uh, Andraza, every time he's in a hundred thieves video, LA like Thieves video. He's great on camera, really entertaining. Like this team is going to make a run at the Dallas slash OG. Um, squad to become one of the most popular teams in the CDL and I'm all for it. Also yeah. the rivalry, the rivalry. Envoy is now on Nate Shot's team. Gets to play Optic. Like that's oh, that's going to bring gonna be some storylines. So good. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited for this team. Yeah, uh one note, uh Draza is
1: 20. Um 20. Okay. Just just look that up. But yeah, I mean still uh I I I think I kind of said it. I'm I'm really impressed with the come up that he's had like he said uh and
0: uh Yeah, just he could have easily given up with getting kicked when you feel like you'd earned a spot and you get kicked to challengers again. It's like he could have given up, but good perseverance from him, honestly. Uh, it's just it's something they they all they say in the cod scene, tippable. I'll tip it to Draza for this one. He (laughs) earns a spot on like one of the most desired after maybe the most desired after orgs to play for. Just like an awesome come up and it's he's setting himself up for a great career in the CDL.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um one last thing I'll say is like I'm kind of similar to um you know i i guess to what i had kind of echoed with uh the dallas og team uh you know it'll really be down to how hard this team works uh Mm -hmm. you know preparation um and you know just learning how to play fundamentally correct and you know really you know octane's gonna have to be like a much more vocal igl you'd feel like um yeah you know even i mean i guess him and envoy can kind of share it i guess envoy was kind of the shot caller over at og for a little bit or you know he was definitely like in the comms a lot with like you know we should do this we should do this or you know whatever so and then you know how how well are they going to work with uh with jcap and uh yeah i'm, I'm really excited to see this team uh you know and like you said the content from them is going to be great uh you know 100 the 100 thieves is a it's a lifestyle brand with a gaming team as well yeah they've kind of followed the, the optic model um yeah but i i i think this team could definitely win an event if they uh if they get it right
0: i'm just so excited too when we've like now that we've talked about this team and definitely optic and even lag as well like we're we're finally like looking at some teams like we saw like the ultra model to try to beat phase last year was just absolutely flawless and beautiful to watch teamwork with a whole lot of talent too, but like most teams when it came down to it they were losing to phase because it didn't matter how good their teamwork was FaZe was just flat out more skilled, uh, and we're seeing a lot of teams that like I'm not trying to say they're more skilled than phase I won't say that until you actually like see somebody prove it but they seem to be on paper like teams slasher gunless hook asim. Um, and dash dashy scump, all those guys. And then this team with Kenny Octane, envoy Draza, like seems to me that these teams are a lot closer now in terms of like skill on paper to be able to shoot back with phase where it'll make it come down to more teamwork. Um obviously we won't know until we actually see them play but that's like one thing I'm really excited for to kind of note is it just seems like the talent on paper is getting better across the rosters on average there's more there's more rosters that look like they can shoot back with phase instead of having to do the ultra model of being just absolutely perfect um it seems like they're now giving themselves that little room for error that you love in cod uh to be able to make a couple errors and still be able to beat phase cuz your gun skill is maybe more on a level with them if that kind of makes sense Yeah that makes perfect sense which makes it more entertaining to watch then too, because these teams won't have to play absolutely perfect. They'll actually be more mixy series with phase instead of domination. (laughs) Um, but next team, I don't think we have to say a whole lot about this team because they're one of the few teams that stuck, um, being Toronto with, uh, clean expanse, and insight. Uh, I don't think there's any way you can say this team won't be uh, towards the top again. I think their teamwork will stay impeccable. Um, Don't have to say too much about them unless you have something you want to say. I I think they'll be right up there again as one of the top teams.
1: Yeah, they they should be definitely. Um it was just kind of interesting to see that like that whole Kleenex bit where apparently he was shopping around for a better offer, I guess. Um but you know, eventually, you know, to to you know, I I think he realized that he wasn't gonna get much of a better chance to win than on Mm -hmm. uh than on ultra so i'm glad that he stuck it out or that he's apparently going to be sticking it out there
0: i could maybe see early on in the year honeymoon phases for other teams maybe beating this team out um because obviously they are sticking but i mean i i would be very shocked if this team didn't come out um and at least be another like maybe they won't have as insane of a year and be the number two team um but i'd be very shocked if this team didn't come out um, in that like top six at very minimum top eight range and be like a good playoff team um that has potential to make runs to um to top twos and stuff again like I'd be shocked if they came out and um were bad they may be a little bit worse than they were last year and that's not saying a whole lot because they were literally um almost the champions of the league so like I, I could see them be maybe getting a little worse as teams kind of pass them by just with honeymoon periods but then I think as things settle down they'll find themselves right back up towards the top
1: yeah, so that we can kind of move uh into the next team that's also allegedly sticking together, um, which is the Minnesota Rocker. So that'll be uh Major Maniac, Priesta, Attach and Standy. Um mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and just offer my quick thoughts um, okay. on this roster. I, I feel like maybe they were kind of lulled into a sense of security with mm-hmm. winning stage five major. Um I feel like if they m- if they didn't win that major, we would have seen potentially more willingness to change. Um, I don't, you you could have gone any direction with the change as well. I don't feel like there was one, I mean, aside from keeping Sandy, uh, I feel like that was a, 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 you, you can't let Sandy go uh, for free if, if, if that, um, but the, you could have changed out major, you could have changed out Priesta or Attach or, you know, multiple of them. Uh but I feel like the rest of the league is kind of getting better and they're standing pat. Um yeah. it kind of makes me a little bit worried, but you know, I feel like you know, i if, if they're banking on their teamwork and, you know, their camaraderie and like, hey, we already know how to play with her. We you know, we want make- we we reverse swept the second best team. In a grand final of a lan, uh, you know, I, I I don't think that they, that goes for nothing. But um, you know, they're they're kind of putting all their chips in on, uh, you know, on their teamwork and having already having a year playing together under their belts. So, uh, wondering if that's something that maybe you were thinking of or any other thoughts on this team.
0: Yeah, I think there's a chance they got passed by, but I also think they were just in a really just awkward spot because like obviously standy you're going to keep him um he looks to be a potential future mvp top player like you're going to keep him i honestly think there was no i think there was a zero percent chance attach uh was getting dropped from this team unless he left by choice um like we've talked about in the past there obviously is more for these organizations that goes into it than just gameplay and attach is nasty um and is undoubtedly the most clutch player that's ever lived in call of duty um but he's also a face of a franchise um, one of the most popular pros super likable um just great at everything outside of the game um in terms of branding so like i don't think there's ever a chance that tatchers getting dropped i think they literally want to make him the face of their franchise um with the standy duo and then you come down and it's like you're going to a game where you think there might be like true flexes that have to play and priest is like arguably the best flex so they maybe like convince themselves that like hey we can't let go of priesta and then they got to the main AR and they maybe looked at their options. Uh maybe Slasher was dead set on LAG. Um Octane, dead set on LAT. Uh it doesn't seem like Dashy and Skies were available. It doesn't seem like Insight was available. Um or Clay buyout might have been too high for Krim. Maybe they didn't want them. Then accuracy, they're letting go. It's just like it almost seems like maybe they didn't feel like there was a better option for a main AR out there. Major Maniacs kind of pre says duo. It's just like it almost seems like the only spot I think they were ever gonna make a change was AR. Um and maybe they just didn't have any other options and they explored it and they were like, you know what? Rather than switch out for somebody we don't know if is gonna be better, we'll stick out the team. Like it just almost that almost feels like how I think the offseason went for them.
1: Yeah, I mean they the only thing I could have thought is maybe they would have let accuracy come back in. Yeah. Um is you know, accuracy is, you know, I guess he kind of had his come up in World War Two or you know, it was, a, it was a standout game for him. Yeah, so, I game. mean, I I I don't know if you put much stock into, you know, who had a be- better, you know, World War Two game,
0: but um, I do just want a little of... bit because yeah. it, it is the same developer. And like, uh, like one thing, obviously you didn't see it this year, but like Treyarch John was a real thing. Like John was unreal on Black Ops three and four. Um, mm-hmm. Treyarch Scump is a real thing. I mean, he's been pretty much unreal in every game, but he was like extra good. Like, it seems like there are certain players uh, that seem to play better on certain titles, like made by certain developers. So you can put a little stock into it, but yeah, it just it just feels like this team, like they have a lot of players like Priesta, uh, Attach, and Standy, who are like top at their position in certain games. And it almost seems like rather than roll the dice and risk it, the rocker wanted to stick with the team that won them their first event. Um, and like we like this team, like. I will say, like, we both agree, I think, that, like like we said, they're kind of getting passed by, but I also wouldn't be shocked if this team finds a way to work their way into that top six and, like, fight for the occasional top four, top three finish next year, because, like, we've seen Attach be a top sub, Standy be a top sub, Priest a top uh, flex, and Major Maniac top player at a flex and an AR. Like, I feel like this team is still a team that's definitely a playoff team, I would say, and they, they do have potential uh, to, like, get towards that top four and like events maybe here and there, but I will agree that they've been passed up a little bit and they're a little like down on my, on my power rankings a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, hopefully they also keep St and Reppin. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like those two are, you know, really kind of, you know, integral to this team. And, uh, you know, they proved as such with rocker having, you know, the late season come up that they did, uh, you know, because we were we were kinda complaining about them not being a good hard point team, you know, it seemed like search was the only thing they could do. They couldn't win a, a hard point to save their lives, and then all of a sudden they kinda turned it on with hard point and I don't know. I just feel like uh you know, I, I'm glad that they're keeping the coaches. I feel like uh you know, as as opposed to uh, you know, Florida really it it would have been a lot weirder yeah. if they if they released, you know, Repin and Saint and were like, Okay, we're gonna stick with the team or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm ready to move on to the next one, though. That's very interesting, if you are. Yeah. All right. We've got NYSL. Um, Obviously, once again, uh, still all rumored stuff. Don't know if it's for sure going to come to be. But they're looking to return Clay on the main, um, get his duo Crim back on the flex, and then keep Hydra on a sub uh, with Neptune joining him as his duo. Um, You want me to go first? You want to give your thoughts on this one? I'll let you go first on this one. All right, Um, I want to say like based on like the players in the team, this seems like a team that could be really high or really low, but uh, I will never say they're really low because I look at the names Crim Six and Clayster um, and those two on one team will never be on a team that's towards the bottom of the league. This will be a team that's in the playoffs and even if they come into the playoffs, let's say there's eight teams in there again. They're an eight seed that's going to cause an upset and find a way to get top four. Like this team is the team that you don't think is going to get top four at the event, but they do every time. I feel like, like they're going to be that team that, like, talent wise is maybe sixth or seventh, but Krim and Clay, like, you look at their dual card or whatever, they've like played in, like seventeen tournaments together and they've made like thirteen finals or one thirteen of them or something. Like their record together is absurd, um, and I think like. Hydra maybe gets lost in the mix a little bit. Like This dude is up there with Shotzi, Simpabizi as as like a top talent uh, at the sub position. And he's only going to get better as he learns English even more to help his comms and help his understanding of the comms that he's being fed, um, which are going to be fantastic from Clay and Krim. Uh, I think the big X factor like everybody does in this team is Neptune. Um, he showed a lot of raw skill. Uh, I think his movement, he showed flashes of kind of that halo movement coming over with Shotzi. Um, nowhere near is going to move in a shot. See the best we've ever seen, obviously, but Neptune's got that like those flashes of like some crazy movement, some crazy gun skill. Uh, and I think he's going to be molded uh, really well with Krim and clay. I also think Krim finally gets to play his more natural role of a flex. I think he um, when he's on point uh, can be one of the best flexes there is, uh, especially because like I think he's so underrated whenever he picks up a sub in like other games and like when he did it in the jetpack games, I thought he was so good with a sub always. Uh, Like in Black Ops 3, when you used it. Um, But I think this team is like one of those teams that, like, you look at them and they don't excite you, but every time they're going to be like the Empire. They're not really that exciting. Um, Like in Modern Warfare, Empire weren't like super exciting, but they're always going to be annoying and they're always going to get the job done. And when it comes to the big tournaments, they're going to be a top contender. That's just the way I feel. They're going to be a non sexy contender. Yeah, um,
1: for sure. I I definitely feel like um, this team x-factor for sure will be how well uh neptune can kind of pick it up and play alongside of hydra um you know that de- i i guess you know we we saw definitely hydra hit a higher ceiling this year than neptune did which gives mm-hmm. me hope that um you know hydra will uh, obviously him and clay are you know on good terms they like each other a lot or else i feel like one of them one would have left, uh, you know, Hydra learning a new language coming over here, you know, he was kind of hyped up originally last off season by clay. Clay was like, mm-hmm. i feel like Hydra is the best, you know, am talent we have. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, um, then we have crim six coming back in to, uh, to play with clay. Uh, you know, it was definitely, it was rumored during the, uh, the middle of the season, I guess, uh, that, you know, apparently they had reached out to clay to come back to dallas and it didn't end up working out um yeah uh i feel like putting crim back on and you know taking him off the main i'm not going to say like oh he's going to be a true flex or whatever just like getting him off of the main and letting clay do that um is definitely good uh you know we see Krim, he he likes to fly he he's a really fast paced player for being a main um so if he's able to you know kind of unburden himself with having main ar responsibilities and pass that off to clay and then he's able to have his high engagements high damage per per 10 minutes and stuff uh i feel like that can only help the team uh obviously crim and clay have a great pedigree together like you mentioned uh you know going yeah. back to the old complexity days uh and obviously the, the Dallas Empire days um, of Modern Warfare. Uh, I feel like they're going to come in with an agenda, though, and uh, I feel like Hydra's just going to go right along with it, and I, I don't feel like Neptune is, you know, I don't feel like he's established enough to kind of have any kind of, like, rebuttal, so I feel like they're just going to be swept up into the Crim Clay method of the madness, and uh, I could definitely see this team uh i feel like this team's gonna always be there on sundays um you know it would really take and just because of how vocal Krim and clay are um you know they're they're not gonna tolerate anything less than winning so you know if this team's not working out i feel like they're gonna be really quick to make a change
0: yeah uh and it'll probably, unfortunately, be Neptune uh, if it comes to that. But, yeah, they're like that team that nobody's ever going to pick to win a tournament because they're not, like, a bold pick. But they're probably going to end up just somehow winning one. It's Krim and Clay. They, they, they never go a year without winning one since um, Clay ended his drought uh, in Black Ops 4. It's like, yeah, like, I completely agree. It's that team that you never feel like that you really want to pick because they're, like, kind of boring. But they're always going to be there. They're going to be... uh just super competitive quick side note one minute ago octane tweeted a gif um of zeke signing a contract zeke elliot so maybe the 100 thieves thing is official but um next team you ready to move on from nysl yeah. they're just kind of a... I don't know they're just like a i'm not like super excited about that team because i don't know it's like we've seen the crim and clay thing before um we've seen the clay and hydra but i just know they're gonna be a good team like there's no yeah. doubt in my mind
1: all right Uh, i feel like i feel like this team you're pretty i feel like you're really excited about this team so we have seattle surge Oh, i'm excited and we have accuracy leading the charge and they're gonna allegedly have pred mac and sibilance on the team okay um i'll let you take the reins on this one uh you seem to be you seem to be pretty passionate about this one
0: i don't know that i'm like necessarily super excited about like this specific roster I'm just excited about the fact that I think this is going to be the most competitive Seattle team. And with the fact that we're saying this is, I mean, there's no doubt this is going to be the most competitive LAG team. Um, And we think every other team in the league is like at least going to be as competitive. Like I'm talking like, um, like optic slash Dallas. uh, And then like, we think mutineers will at least stay competitive with skies and awakening. We think thieves got better. Toronto's the same rockers, the same subliners, same, if not better. Um, London's getting better, now we see Seattle. So like that's London, LAG, Seattle, three teams that didn't make the playoffs. Um, who the hell knows what's going on with Paris? They're probably going to be the bottom team again, but Seattle, London, LAG. Three teams that sucked last year weren't competitive. I think they're all going to be competitive now, which is more why I'm really excited because I think the Seattle team is actually like, they may still end up finishing 11th, but they're going to do it in a way where they can just cause crazy upsets actually instead of just losing every game. They might just end up being 10th or 11th just because the CDL is just gotten that much better with how much talent is on all of these teams. Um, Cause we kind of like weeded out some of the like lower talent this year. And it seems like they, the lower talent that we've seen kind of stick around for years seems to finally be gone um off a lot of these rosters. So like now this team, like you've got accuracy, like you said, um one of the best at directing troops. So I like that he's on this team. Sib is playing the flex, which I mean, it's kind of like the Hydra thing we've been hearing for two, three years now that this kid is unreal since black ops four, uh, when he was teaming with Mac and those guys, we've been hearing that he's unreal and he finally gets his chance. So, I mean, people are talking about him. Like he's a superstar and potential best flex. Like everybody said, best flex and challengers. Zuma always praises him, best flex and challengers. Um, then you've got Pred, another guy who don't know a ton about him. Know he's from Australia. Um, and apparently this kid is like, they're talking about him like Hydra. Uh, like he's insanely talented. And we know Mac is extremely talented. And I think Mac is such an aggressive player. I think he had the most 40 kill games in the league last year. Super aggressive player. Um, And I think he's better on a sub. Like this team obviously could be a team that just blows up because I know Sib is a hothead. Accuracy can get a little into it with people. Um, I don't know much about Pred to know uh, how he gets along with teammates. Uh, I will say maybe Mac can calm down Sib because I believe they're best friends and live together out of the game. Uh, So, like, that could help. But this team is just like a team that, like, when we see Seattle teams in the past two years, it's like, well, that team has no ceiling. Uh, The ceiling is like so low for them. This team feels like um, I could see them being 12, but I could also see them finding a way to scratch that the top eight, maybe, which for them would be an achievement considering they haven't even scratched top 10 ever. Um, I could see them getting like that seven, eight spot. And like they just seem like such a a high ceiling is I guess why I'm excited because like they have two unknown uh, commodities on their team that people are saying could be like MVP candidates.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm excited to see Pred and Sib. Uh, you know, two guys we've heard about for a few years that have just been kinda, you know, grinding the passion pit of challengers. Um Pred being from APAC region is makes it a lot more interesting. Um I don't think we had one single APAC player in the in the league last year. Um and then Modern Warfare, we had the Legion of uh Luca Shocks and uh Dens, I believe were the three APAC players. Um so yeah I'm 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 excited to see how this team works uh I'm excited to see accuracy leading a team I feel like you know he'll be able to ideally hopefully mold this team into how he wants to play the game uh and obviously we saw Mac have a great uh you know he's he's played great for the last 2 years um you know he really like you said he had those 40 he had, he had the most 40 kill games in uh in cold war um playing that flex role uh i don't exactly know how you know what they're gonna end up finding what the meta is and how max is gonna slide into that um but yeah i i think this team could possibly you know sniff uh you know assuming that we're going with like the the, the two groups and uh you know the five matches to kind of seed out i i could see them potentially getting into winners once or twice um if, if they yeah happen to, if they happen to win a few matches or cause a few upsets um but yeah i mean i unfortunately i don't see this team competing with like the upper echelon no uh, just just based on skill but uh you know i i'm i'm excited to see seattle surge you know taking a chance and going a different route and you know yeah. not just like reverting to signing like assault and silly and mm-hmm. those guys like people like that that you know have kind of just been lingering in the league uh so yeah but i don't really have much else to say but, but uh just excited to see yeah, this that's... team as well
0: those last couple of points you made are exactly why i'm like so hyped about this team is like like you said i could see seattle making winners bracket a couple times uh or i could see them like competing and uh like not being a bottom of the barrel team like that right there is alone why i'm excited for them because like last year would you have ever said you could see seattle making winners bracket if you saw them a couple times play no like you would never be saying that like the fact that we can even like say that this team has the potential um to make winners bracket and make some noise is awesome like well maybe there's a chance maybe they finish 12th next year and the whole experiment blows up the team doesn't mesh but the fact that we even have hope for them and it's legitimate hope that like they have potential two superstars on their roster like that's just what's so exciting to me about seattle that like we're not just sitting there saying okay well every time seattle plays it's like a turnoff match now like when seattle's playing, it's like okay i'm really excited to see what sib and Pred are going to bring to the table and like how this team's going to mesh like I feel like this is a team that could start the year out really hot because, like, those two are, like, people don't know how they play and they could just catch people off guard. Uh, and then maybe they'll slow down, but uh, I agree. Just I'm just excited for this team because, like, the average skill of a team went up with them actually deciding to invest in some young talent uh, that could be potential superstars, I would say.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it, if if nothing else, they're taking a chance on, you know, players that you know should be in the league i guess uh with, yeah rather than like you with, said recycling <laughs> yeah 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 exactly so you know maybe fred will come in and you know be a cracked out sub and you know he'll be we'll be talking about him maybe like we talked about standy this year you know coming in and you know just kind of setting the league on fire and you know maybe he'll be a hot commodity in the next roster mania who i hope uh, he is who, because who knows maybe he can put
0: APAC on the map and help us get some more apac players in which I know the fan base over there is crazy, so that'd be awesome for the CDL too to just get some more representation from more countries.
1: Yeah. So you want to hit this last uh, rumored team here?
0: Last rumored team, another one I'm really excited for. I don't know how excited you are for this one, but I'm really excited for it. Oh, London I'm, Royal Ravens. I'm super excited. All right, you want to go first on this one? Uh, you want? Yeah. Me I'll, I'll I'll go ahead.
1: Um, okay. So rumored team here, we got Zero, Afro, Gizmo, and Nasty. Um so i guess we 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 they kind of cut everybody except for afro um so we kind of knew that they were going to be kind of building around him uh it was kind of rumored that nasty and zero were going to come in we didn't know who that fourth player was going to be uh apparently it's going to be gizmo i remember some people saying it was going to be possibly harry um coming in but uh regardless this is the team that's rumored uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Zero finally come back in the league, to be honest. Uh, you know, he had that whole visa issue, and then I, I think Ravens ended up dropping him probably just to yeah. clean up clean probably just to clean up the books a little bit because they were still paying him and he wasn't able to get to the States, so um you know, whatever it, business is business, I guess. Um But yeah, uh really excited to see how Afro and uh and nasty play uh as a sub duo i'm um, you know we we saw you know in in the brief flashes from afro this year I, he didn't get to play too many he didn't get to play too deep in the uh in any of the you know in any of the majors unfortunately because they would get you know eliminated in losers uh pretty quickly but you know i feel like he could be a top 10 sub talent in the league this year uh, mm-hmm. and really help to put this eu team on the map uh you know Ravens had that in modern warfare they had a top four run that you know you predicted, but nobody else did and yeah. uh, and then they kind of fell out I mean what in Cold War they didn't win a series until like stage two maybe <laughs> um and it was just yeah. you know they were they were down horrendous um to start, and then you know they were bringing <laughs> they were bringing in parasite and uh Paul X and stuff, so who knows how this team you know where this team's gonna fall um I could definitely see them being, you know, sniffing around that like seven, eight spot to get into playoffs at the end of the year. Um, but, you know, I could, de- who knows, maybe they could upset a few teams along the way and, you know, kind of be in that six ish range, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as the EU talent goes, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, some of these players get in and, you know, hopefully hopefully they play well enough so uh you know kind of puts them on the map a little bit more especially with the C- i mean I, I i know you know they're on the map when we had the CWL but you know now CDL kind of severely restricted the amount of you know talent we can get into the league so um just hoping that they that they're able to play pretty well
0: yeah i got a little bit of a, a little more fiery fiery stuff to say about this team um I'm not going to go out and say they're going to be like a top four team or anything, but I think they're going to be a team that catches everyone off guard. Cause I feel like, um, they're obviously a lot less established with guys like nasty and gizmo who have really never, um, played at the pro level. Uh, I feel like everybody else is pretty much besides like Pred and Sib on a lot of these teams, like everybody we've seen at the pro level in some shape or form. And like, we know what they can do and players kind of know, uh, their play style. Um, I'm going to go on a limit. ice and say, I think Afro could be a top five sub, I think he can go as high as top five. I mean, it's pretty hard to crack that top five when you've got um, like Shotzi, BZ, Simper, like Shuins. You've got guys like Standy and Kleenex and Envoy and and there's a lot of guys up there. Hydra, um, there's a lot of guys up there, uh, but I really think um, that Afro, Afro, like going into this year, I'll, I'll say something is one of my favorite players to watch. He just, like, that match at champs and just watching towards the end of the year, I was just like, "Ah, God, can this guy get a good team? And if you know anything about me from previous podcasts and stuff, Zero is one of my other favorite players. I think Zero is one of the most versatile players. He's awesome to have on a team because he's an amazing main AR, and he's also an amazing flex. And I think he's going to slot in perfectly because from what I know about Gizmo, I believe he's, like, fully a main. And I think Zero is going to like slot in kind of as a perfect flex that can also kind of help Gizmo along as a main because he's played... Uh, the main AR spot so much. Um, To me, it just comes down to Gizmo, really, because from what we've heard, Nasty is absolutely insane at Call of Duty. The dude is like the best EU Challengers player two years running. Um, Afro, like I said, I think he has top five sub talent. He's like my favorite player going into this year. Like if I'm like how people were on Illy last year calling him the MVP, I'm in on Afro like that. Like Afro is my player to watch. Like I think he's going to surprise so many people. I think people think he's good. But I still think people are even underrating how much talent this kid has. Like, we're talking about Pred as the next guy, Hydra, and all these guys, Standy. I think Afro is up there. He just didn't have the team. And now I think with this team, he potentially gets it. Um, a team that can at least, like, win some matches and not start in losers every time. Um, and I think this London team is going to shock some people. They're going to play with a ton of passion, like his EU teams always do. And I think, I think Afro is going to set the world on fire this year. Yeah,
1: I mean dude could you imagine if uh if afro and this team is playing well and somehow we get to get to a lan in london or like in the uk like by ch- like maybe in a, on the off chance that like
0: it actually happens i mean an ultra versus this team final in in london <laughs> i mean that would we, be absurd we, we can't ask for too
1: much but <laughs> maybe maybe we can uh get a lan over in the in europe uh i i know these uh these ownership groups that are you know based in paris and uh in the uk you know they they must be begging to get you know some some attention over there uh you know based on what the league was supposed to be and then i obviously we had everything with the uh the pandemics but uh i mean if if, if afro is a top five sub this team could definitely make like you know a top four run uh, but like yeah. you said, there, there's just so much sub talent that it, it's mm-hmm. hard to say that any one of those players that you listed like a Kleenex or a, you know, a Shotzi or whoever Hydra, you know, it, it's hard to see that they might be lower than Afro. But at the same time, like we saw Afro, like he he he's legit. And I'll just say that.
0: Yeah. And. The last time we saw uh, an EU challengers player uh, come out as a main AR, it was Insight. Um, another guy that was like MVP level this year. I'm not gonna say Gizmo was gonna be like that because I don't know too much about him. But everybody talks about him like he's disgusting as well. So like if he's up there, like this team has a lot of ifs, which is why I don't want to just instantly say they're gonna be like top six, top eight. Like I think a lot of these teams do. I could see them like maybe. Nasty and Gizmo just don't work out at the pro level, and they end up being like in that ten range again. That's a possibility. But, like I'll say for the London teams, this one seems to have such an insane like an insanely high skill ceiling. I would say like the highest we've seen, like they seem to go safe. But I mean, like you're talking like zero is maybe your lowest skill ceiling player, but like zero is disgusting. like there's a reason um apart f- if it wasn't for bance's year this year, zero would still be the most successful European player pretty much. Um, in the era of EU and NA being integrated with each other. Uh, I just, I'm really excited for this team. Like once again, I I think you'll agree. It's like the last two teams we talked about Seattle and London were bottom of the barrel. And so was LAG. And just like the fact that we're talking about London and saying they could be like crack the top eight, top six is so exciting. And the fact that we're saying LAG could crack the top four and Seattle could maybe find a way to crack the top eight. Like that just makes the league so much more exciting, uh, especially if we get that NRG slash Chicago spot um and the legion spot to even have competitive teams like i'm kind of expecting the legion to have a bad team again i'll be honest but like i could see if nrg is here they could pick up like vivid and like put a competitive team out there i'm just i'm just excited that right now we have 10 teams um that we believe can at least like have a chance to compete for that top eight where like this year it was like eight clear top teams and four teams that were just kind of just sitting there waiting for the inevitable elimination from playoffs
1: yeah i mean if we can get any kind of shake up to the established order of the league, I feel like that's just like, it makes for so much more talking points instead of just recycling. Like, Oh, well we have, uh, you know, Dallas phase and ultra top three, Dallas phase ultra top three. Uh, Uh. maybe if we can throw one of these, uh, one of these teams in there, uh, on a Sunday, it just makes it more exciting, honestly. And, uh, you know, we, we try and be pretty unbiased on this show but uh yeah i mean i would like to see some uh some new teams in the mix uh yeah,
0: yeah. i I, w- I would love to see just a, a complete shake up and um just like i don't want to sit here for the last month of the season again and know who's in the playoffs and still have to watch the teams that aren't in play like it just it's i mean i know in regular sports and the nfl and stuff you've got a team that's only got a few wins they have to play out their games and stuff but it, it's it's different like teams like stop trying more in call of duty and you don't have as much invested because you're not playing fantasy sports and stuff it's just it's different i i I want teams to be able to compete and like i don't know like it's just different in call of duty because like in traditional sports sometimes you go into a season knowing your team is going to be bad because they're in a rebuild mode or something but like every team apart from maybe paris is actually trying to compete (laughs) um in the CDL, like every year, like they're building a team to compete and try to win championships. Like there is no such thing as like, oh, I'm going to tank for three years in Call of Duty to get better draft picks and like rebuild. Like, no, like every year you have to be building a team to try to win a championship. Um, And maybe in the CDL, we're seeing a slight exception of that now with a team like Seattle, who has a bad rap for veteran players. They don't want to play there and they said screw it we'll pick up sib and pred lock them up on one plus ones and like make them our franchise players in a way almost like they're drafting uh like they won the lottery and drafted top and got some top talents like i don't know i just i'm just overall uh to kind of like wrap up overall thoughts just so excited so excited for this year um obviously these rosters could change we we might have just talked about a roster for 20 minutes and it's not even the real roster things might change but i'm just so excited um to potentially have more competitive teams in the CDL Kyle. I just want to see some good matches.
1: Oh yeah, um and, you know, if this if this uh if Vanguard ends up being the game that, you know, we all hope it'll be and these teams are, you know, the, the teams that are rumored and you know, if we have a few more maybe a shakeup or two and if uh this Legion and NRG can get their uh stuff figured out <laughs> and uh you know put put together some respectable rosters i feel like we're in for a great year um and you know that my my wish list we get some more lands we get uh you know we get a little bit of tuning to the uh you know to, to like the league play matches and stuff too but you know i'm just excited to get some uh get some good matches i i almost want the game to get released right now so we
0: can just start uh you know getting all these gas worked out yeah and for the love of god don't make us wait for a ranked play and don't make us wait like four months into the game for the cdl i can't i can't take that weight um only so much offseason content we can do and i just can't take the weight of sitting here and wondering what the rosters can do i want to see it right away um but anything else to say before we close this out here
1: I don't, I mean, unless you wanted to talk a little bit about Legion or NRG, but, you know, it's just kind of rumored. We don't know, you know, if Legion is selling off their spot or, you know, what NRG is going to do now that uh, we have allegedly that, you know, Hex split off. But I guess that's not really roster. That's more just like speculation, rumor, news. Uh, We don't know who they're going to go sign. Um but yeah, just something to worth worth mentioning, I guess, that we we still
0: don't know two of these rosters. Um, I guess, or, yeah, you know what the rumors are. I guess I don't even know what I want Paris to do because I could like list some like players that aren't signed that I'd like them to sign, but I don't know if players are willing to sign with them anymore. So like, like Vivid is not a guy that's that doesn't appear in any of these rosters that should certainly be on the team. Um, I know, like we say, we don't want to recycle players, but I still believe that Apathy, uh, if it's coming down to it, could be a guy that if you're looking for veteran instead of a young guy to add to a team, if you have a bunch of young guys, I think Apathy, um, two-time world champ and like has just had bad roster situations the last couple of years. I think he's a guy we could see in a roster. I just don't know if these guys are willing to sign. Um, and If they're not willing to sign, I know one guy who is. Screw it. Bring back Scraps and Wuskin. Like, at least make your team fun if you're going to suck. <laughs> I guess like bring back the two like big personalities in those two and like while you're sucking at least make some good content um
1: i don't know like here here we we get scraps waskin parasite and aches on we Or throwing doug why not oh yeah let's get doug on the team yeah but i mean actually aches yeah. and doug
0: for the comedy of them them teaming together
1: hey i i wouldn't be turning off the stream for for that
0: match <laughs> i mean yeah, i mean hey if you can if you can draw views to your team i think you're winning uh especially for them because they haven't gotten a single view since the CDL started.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I mean, just, we could sit here and talk for another half hour about who we would like to see on these teams, but you know, we, 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 yeah, I want to see Parasite (laughs) on these teams. I want to see Doug on these teams. I want to see Scripps and Weskin get on a squad. Uh, If we are actually being like legit, maybe throw a few more
0: Parasite. I would actually like say like, if they're not going to like do much to throw it at pros, give it to Parasite and let them pick up three challengers players and run it i would say that's actually my legit answer if they're not willing to pay any current pros and they wanted to go as cheap with challengers give parasite a roster let them pick three challengers players and go that actually is my legit answer
1: yeah i mean just so many more you know things that we don't we don't know the answers to these things uh, i guess we just have to it's it's more of a wait and see um hopefully we don't have to wait until the game gets released to find out what these squads are
0: yeah wait for three months and just get a picture tweeted by paris again <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Um, I don't really have anything else to say though. Uh, I think we kind of hit on everything we wanted to, uh, anything else you want to discuss?
0: No, I think that's it. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, that means that we figured out the right type of file, um, to upload correctly for that to get working. If not, um, if that's not successful, we're going to work on it, um, before the next, uh, podcast to finally get that up and running. Um, but if you are listening on Spotify, Hey, thanks for listening. Drop a follow. Um, if you enjoyed it, obviously that helps us out and we appreciate it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, thanks for sticking around to this point. Be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe. Uh, if you did enjoy, uh, this was a really fun one to talk about because I love roster mania. I know Kyle loves roster mania. It's a fun time, um, of year in the call of duty community. It's just so crazy that, um, this esport that we all love, uh is just as exciting in the off season as it is during the season uh it's kind of what makes call of duty the best in my opinion of the esports is how personality driven we are and how much uh we get attached to these players because they're so transparent with us through content uh and on twitter and everything um but i believe that's going to do it for this one a little bit of a longer episode we went kind of long but i mean in the podcast it's kind of fun to do um And Obviously, they've gotten a little longer since Kyle joined, and to me that's a good thing because I think the quality um, of the podcast has gone up significantly, Uh, but I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, Like I said, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Um, If you are on the Spotify gang, if this is up there, uh, drop a follow, even if you're from YouTube, go check it out. Um, But I thank you guys all so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you in the next one uh, with hopefully some more confirmed rosters. Thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you later.